Welcome to the Explorer Poet Podcast, an exploration of the blurry line separating our physical world from our abstract realities. You talk about something called a soul's high adventure. Man is born with a certain functioning. A kind of house of meaning that we dwell in. A clandestine land found underneath your floorboards. These represent a common human inheritance. A common vocabulary of rituals and symbols. Let's let you know where you are. Such and such a hero has done so and so, and that is your what am I going to do, quit? That's not an option. you got to keep on keeping on. Life's a garden, dig it. You make it work for you. You never give up. Follow your bliss. I mean, find where it is and don't be afraid to, to follow it. Conversations and stories, myths and reality, science and the gods we worship, the esoteric and the everyday. Come explore with me. Welcome to the Explorer Poet Podcast. My guest today is a master sculptor and a lovely human being named Gedeon Yanhango. Gedeon began learning the art of stone carving from his father while still a young man in Zimbabwe. Since that early start, he's exhibited his work all over the world. Gedeon's sculptures speak to traditional values, the importance of community, positive and respectful human relationships, and the sacredness of life. He's got a great spirit, a big smile, and a true passion for creating by subtraction. I thoroughly enjoyed my conversation with Gedeon, and I hope you enjoy it as well. Okay, Gedeon. Yes. Yeah, thanks for um, letting me come hang out in your studio. Come check it out. This is awesome. You're welcome, Josh. It's good. Yeah, um, just as a reminder of how we got connected, I randomly walked up to you and started talking to you at the Celebration of Fine Arts here in Scottsdale. And uh, you were kind enough to say, yeah, come and bring your project to my studio, <laughs> whatever it is you're doing, and uh, let's have a conversation. So first of all, I just want to say I appreciate it. I, I thank you. It's very kind of you. Thank you for having me on this project. Yeah, yeah. Also, um, just sitting here and then also in the at the celebration where I first came across you, uh, I think your work is also, it's beautiful and it's unique and um I'm sure you get lots of compliments. I've seen all like that you get a lot of awards, but just to say, um, I saw your work and it made me want to talk to you. And then as I talked to you, it made me want to talk to you more. So again, uh, just a compliment and to say thank you. You're welcome. Um, I've got some notes here, some things that I did a little bit of um, stalking you online to see kind of what your background is and what you work in. Mm-hmm. Um, but most... I mean, your your main form of expression is stone carving, and um, I I want to ask you a couple questions about this. But I had this thought. Um, I, I was in my kitchen uh, just a couple days ago, and I was thinking about human beings. Yes. And what human beings do is we look at the world, and anywhere that we can see consciousness, we can see something that's thinking or or feeling. We kind of have a a connection with that thing we have almost like an empathy and so when we see something like a dog uh, maybe a whale a bear these are animals that for some reason we feel a lot of empathy for but as animals um, become less and less like us we see less and less commonality until you start to look at plants and then with plants we see even less commonality and if you just keep going down all the way down to the 
the, the matter that makes up everything, soil, dirt, rocks. We almost act as if there's no consciousness at all. And so we look at that thing as if it's ours. We can do whatever we want with it. Mm-hmm. And I'm curious if from, your, from where you come from, stone carving and the manner in which you do it, what is rocks to you? What is, what is stone? What is dirt? How do you see it? Do you see it as something that's consciousless, that has no soul? How do you see it? Well, I will introduce myself. My name is Gideon Nyanhongo, and I'm originally from Zimbabwe. And I was born by an artist and raised by, by him, which is my father. Uh, the, for one of the first generation in Zimbabwe to do stone carvings. And um, I grew up feeding on what he was doing and wanted to be like him and wanted to know why he does what he does. I was uh, fed with a lot of stuff which made a lot of sense for me and which inspired me to take the torch and carry it further. Stone, to me, is a living force. We might not see the similarity of it as you look at it or walk around or just because it's dead where you step and it's all over the world. But I will tell you, for some reason, I connect with it and I connected through a first glimpse shared by my dad, Claude Yanhongo, um, to say, you should treat stones with respect because there is a living force or a living spirit in each one of them. And I say, how so? And he told me, look at, pick at that piece there. Just take any piece. Stand it up here. Take a look. Go back a little bit. Take a look at it. What does it look like? And I said, oh, it's just a stone. And daddy was like, no. Turn it around. Upside down. Sideways. Until I say, oh, I see a smiling moon hand. A smiling moon hand. And he said, how so? I said, the stone itself looks round here. All of this is round. And I can see a natural line on it where they, it marks the smile like a moon which is smiling. And he says, there you go. That's what it is. And now what you need to, to do is the vision you're seeing right now, you want to bring it to light. I say, is it not live already? He says, not really. The way you see, where are the eyes? Where, are the, where is the nose? Where is that? And I, I kept on pointing, pointing, pointing. He says, right now you see there is nothing. I cannot see what you're seeing, but you see what the, where the eyes are. And then I said, okay, yes, I can do that. And then we therefore entered into this study. My word from then on, stone is different. Stone is something which is unique because every piece of stone, if it comes out of the ground, it comes in its, in its natural form, which is its natural earth form, where it's born like that. Yeah. But it represents something in human life. Me as an artist, all I have committed myself was to say, I want to unveil or unleash the spirit or from the stone. 
So what I learned, I said, Dad, how, how can I do this? He says, okay, keep your vision, but can you see what doesn't belong to the, to the moon, uh, smiling moon? Huh? I said, yes. He says, draw and show me. I drew up on the stone, and as I stood back, I could see where the eyes could go. I could see. And he says, now take off what doesn't belong to your vision so that the moon head will stay. And he showed me a little bit of, with his chisel and hammer, knocking down. And then from there on, here I am now from Zimbabwe, living in America, yeah. which is a big dream for me. Yeah. So that's what stones mean to me. And when I make a sculpture then out of the stone, what I learned is that it doesn't only mean that to me alone. Why? Because I had, we had people flying from all over the world coming to Zimbabwe to see my dad and to, to collect some artwork from him. Right. So that's when I discovered that this is a universal subject. This is a universal material. This is something which can speak to all nations um, because whatever image comes out, you share it with other people, they can relate to that. Right. So, to me, stone is life. Stone makes our life the way it is today. By stepping on them to get to something, by just a look at the beauty of the rocks in there, yeah. the colors, the forms, everything, the hardness of the stone itself is all different, just as we people, we look different. Every single person has got their identity which doesn't look like others. Right. You may have some similarities in view, but mostly you're one of a kind. And that's what the stone is all like as well. So every, well, okay, I have so many questions now, but um, oh, yeah. how old how old were you when uh, you had this interaction with your father? I used to, when I was seven. Seven years old. Seven years. I'm now 54. Okay. Yes. So that whole time, that's a lifetime of taking that one lesson and then trying to manifested or expanded that's right yeah and so at the time you looked at a rock and you're seven and you think you, you think well what's dad talking about this is just a rock yes and he taught me but then i had uh when we go ahead sheep and cattle at the pastures yeah we used to find clay and make sculptures trying to make sculptures mm-hmm. out of clay yeah we discovered that we could use some soft roots of certain trees and we can use knives to cut and create pieces. Mm -hmm. So that way, I had a number of options. And my dad early enough told me, because he was using three materials, which is stone, wood, and metal. That was my dad. But he said to me, I want you to start it now that you think of out of all the materials you can use, what material you can pick. Pick one and be number one at it. Oh, wow. That's that's some advice. That was a very strong one, which doesn't even... I, I can't lose that one every time I look at the stone. Yeah. I enjoy making that. Yeah. Even though we have all these other materials to use, but stone to me speaks louder. Yeah, it's interesting because... As soon as you started talking about clay, I was because what you were saying about stone is that it's there. Like, it was formed in the earth. Yes. That form is it could be there for a billion years, two yes. billion years. Yes. But clay is something you scoop up and you form. 
yes. into something else. Yes. So, so clay is more giving, and you can do what you want. You can take off and add on, and, and you can change yeah. it easy. Mine, mid, is a little challenging mm-hmm. because once you take off, you cannot bring it back. Yes. So what I like about it is the biggest tool I have when I'm doing sculpting is patience. Passions? Patience. Patience? Mm-hmm. Ah. You have to be patient. Yeah. Yeah. So don't rush. Yeah. Don't don't make it too quick because you make too quick and then you discover, oh my god, I should have done this better. But yes. for you to come back to that is you need another different stone probably. Right. Yes. You've probably you've gone through a lot of stones. A lot of stones, yes, <laughs> for me to get to where I am today. All that time. To be that master that your father even envisioned. Yeah. Talk to me about that for just a second. Like, you obviously have chosen this to be your the thing that you want to pursue, and you've become that master. And obviously, your father was doing it before you, and he kind of he maybe helped instill that vision in you. Sure. But what does it feel like to know that you've become that thing that your father envisioned? It's a very fulfilling. Yeah. And it's very inspiring. If I look around and I want to make this culture not a, a dying culture of carving stone, which is what is happening right now, not many stone sculptors out there. Yeah, and I believe it's because of the challenge of sub- creating beauty by subtraction, which is very challenging because you may take too much off, or you may not have studied the grain of the stone very well, and then it becomes very frustrating. Yeah, but to be where I am today, it's. I am so happy and I give all the, the accolades to my dad Yeah. because he has done and he has done it well. Being one of the first generation in Zimbabwe to do stone sculpture means a lot to the nation of Zimbabwe and therefore to the whole world because now we have so many artists from Zimbabwe doing stone sculpture. Gotcha. And there are a lot of countries, they have known Zimbabwe because of the stone sculpture. Yeah. Yeah, that's really cool um, to be able to take something from this part of the world and then to share it. Because you've been all over the world and you've, yes. you've exhibited everywhere. And take your work to where people are. Yeah. Because if you are in Zimbabwe and you hope you, some for some reason, the world will discover you, it might not happen. Yeah. So you need to get out, work your pieces, get out share that beauty you see in the pieces yeah. and what you believe and be co- proud of your culture and who you are and be able to share that which automatically um, is a way of trying to share with the world that human life is the same we are all the same except we are from different parts of the world and we all have a culture but there is no culture which is better than the other Right. It all make us happy. It all make us live our lives and our styles, but it's the best. So stone sculpture to me outlives us all. Right. Instead of me being a writer or being somebody else who can do something, I decided I would like a solid material. Come sun, come fire, come rain, yeah. come wind. This yeah. stone will still be there. Yeah, that's I actually that's really interesting that you say that. I have a couple of thoughts. One is um, 
I found this I found this quote that you gave to somebody. I, I was on a blog post about your work, and it said, uh, "My sculptures are tribute to enduring life values expressed in the timelessness of ancient stone." That's very true. Yeah, billion of years it has been waiting, and it's one piece at a time, waiting to be liberated, to say something and to say something to the world. Yeah, dwarfs. Yeah, I was thinking about that because the the rocks have, like you're saying, they've been there. Yes, and then you take them and you you bring out whatever whatever humans can see in it. Yes, you bring out that thing. Yes, and you know I I was telling you that I spend most of my day writing, mm-hmm. and so that's the that's like the real medium that I've chosen to pursue. That's right. But when I sit, because you mentioned clay mm-hmm. and you were playing with it as a child and wood, yeah, and then I think about it and I go, oh, that's what I'm doing. Yes. like I'm not playing with stone; I'm playing with clay. That's right, because I can mold it. I can add if I don't like it. I could take it just constantly back and forth until it's finally finished. But there's something real about this stone, like something that is that literally is timeless, unless there's unless there's intentional destruction or some kind of meteor hits the earth. Like your stones are going to be here still. Your carvings, yes, yeah, they your, will be here if they are given in a good hand, good care. They'll be here forever. Yeah. Because they've been here forever. They, given the situation that you can put even inside a house or keep it within your, your family, passed on right. tradition, this will be here for years and years. And people could study and know. It could be the intelligence of people in this century, what they believed in, how life was treating them. Yeah. Instead of writing a book like you do, I write history, our life history, yeah. by creating pieces which marks the stages of life where we live today. Yeah, a hundred years to come, they pick one of my pieces. They can tell human development or human life. What was it like then? Yeah, and that's what I like to do and share with that. Yeah, they that's... contribute not only to my family, not only to my nation. Not only to all the people in the world, but for the generations to come to get to know where we came from, what we were, how were we thinking then? Yeah. yeah. Yes. Yeah, and even even for today, you're coming from this one small part of the world. That's right. And you're taking it to everybody else. What was what What's it like to produce something from your native culture, your native heritage, but take it to other parts of the world and have people go, "Wow, this is great." Uh, it's it's. It's one thing which has really inspired me yeah. to do because I'm here in my studio and I have my stones from Zimbabwe. Yeah. And I pick one and I start carving it today and then it will take me three months. And then once I'm done, I take it out to the show just to show that guy, this is what I do and yeah. this is how I done. Yeah. This was the stone and I take pictures from when it's raw every stage until it's done. Right. So by so doing, I'm sharing my culture. I'm sharing my, my sharing my beliefs, and uh, I'm I'm thrilled to see how that same piece which I made by myself in my studio without knowing who is gonna appreciate it. Right. Somebody will say, "I can't go home without this piece here. Can I own it?" And yeah. I'm like, "Thank you, <laughs> thank you," because yes. yeah. that's the point. Yeah. It's trying to create a good conversation 
good dialogue about the sameness of life mm, yeah. and the respect of the material itself is not. And the respect of human creativity in this century so far. Yeah. So I love to share that. Those who doesn't do, you write a book, but if I bring your piece in front of you, you can see the whole story and create the right. story yeah. and create that. And, and that, to me, I feel like is is the big why I am here, why I do this. Yeah. Yes. So when you create and you're looking back at your culture, your heritage, like that story that's in your head mm-hmm. and you're trying to manifest it in stone, mm-hmm. do you think of it as, do you think of it as, as, as you're just trying to share and transmit something that is already there, something that already exists? Or is there a part of you that looks at, looks at, what you're doing as a shaping of culture it is both yeah. i will tell you it's both why because just to use this stone which i use and, and it's already in the stone all i have to do is to find out what it is which is in the stone yeah as soon as i see the vision and see what it what it looks like because it's a hint which the stone gives to me by looking like something i have to find out what that something as soon as I find out that something is in my brain, it switches, and then I focus on what doesn't belong to the to the vision mm-hmm. in that stone. That's what I chip away, and as I chip away, it really comes to life. One, that is beautiful just to do that and be able to see that. I feel blessed just by doing so, and the fact that once I make that sculpture, I then have. Um, it out and it connects with somebody else who is coming from a different part of the world. Right. And the reason why it connected, it speaks to those people because they see themselves, they see their life, they see the similarity in that sculpture which makes them solidify. And also my goal is to say, hey, from the stone, this can come out there. It's just not a stone. Yeah. It could be something very important in your life. That's why I make it. And if I may say as well, given the situation where I have these stones and I look and see what's in it, I would like to share with the world the beauty of a stone. Because besides just creating this sculpture, it has its natural colors, natural grains, and it's worth appreciating more than just to look at say it's a, it's a stone. Right. Yes. Yeah, it's um there's this thing because you can walk through even here in Arizona, these hills and you can walk through the desert and look at stones and just see the beauty. And right? sometimes you have people collecting pieces. When they go for hiking, they see a piece and that speaks to them and they pick it up. And that's how and that's where and that's my dream yeah. and my life. Yeah, I, I'm one of those people. Like, I'll see if, if if I see a stone, particularly if it's got like a, if it's got some kind of complete circle in it. There's something about it that I go. Sometimes I ha- I have these stones, and I have maybe like six of them on my side table, and some of them will have like a ring around the outside, and some of them just have circle like a circle in the middle. But for whatever reason, there's this. There's this, it's like art exists in the world or beauty exists in the world and it gives you this feeling of 
awe. And, and it's, it's almost as if that thing is special in a way. Yes. And then to, you know, I don't, I don't take it and then try to do anything to it. I just kind of like, I have it. Yes. But to take it and then to say this has natural beauty and I'm going to enhance that with a story, perhaps. Um, is that is that how you see it? Like you see it as there's this two parts to it, I guess. Yes, like we go back to mediums. What what medium do you choose? You choose to write. Yeah. Like somebody chooses to do metal. Somebody chooses to do. I chose to be a stone sculptor. The reason is, I go back to what you said: shaping the culture, or highlighting in the front in front of you that hey life is important this bird is enjoying life as you are mm. look how happy it can be and you look at it and you have seen another for sure a bird which looks more like what i created from them i didn't see that bird but i saw the bird in the stone because mm. of the natural form of it yeah so i see myself as helping people I see myself as helping people mirror their lives and see what is what is valuable in their lives yeah. by putting that in front of them and by creating that kind of a piece. It will speak to somebody yeah. and make somebody very happy. Yeah. And my goal is to do that. Spread happiness. Spread unity. Spread love. Spread oneness. And life is one. Yeah. So I love to do that through the stone. I may not talk talk to anybody. I may not have the um, the language which people certain parts of the world speak and all that. Right. But when I bring this piece quietly and put it in front of them, what I pick from there, it's a wow. Or they start smiling. Then I know they have seen something. They have understood something. Yeah. And that makes me really happy. Yeah, man, that's that's really fascinating because there's like because we already talked about the timelessness of it. It's stone, so there's timeless, but it's also free of language. So sure. you you need no interpreter, you need no translator. Nope. It's not you don't have to send it off to the publisher to be translated into all these different languages so those people can appreciate it. That's right. It's all visual, mm-hmm. and through through the eyes you elicit some kind of a memory or an emotion or a feeling. That's right. And it's in, it can be instant. Beautiful. It's, tool. it's fascinating. Yeah. Beautiful tool or beautiful uh, vehicle to reach out to human hearts and human minds. Yeah. Put a piece of art in front of there. Yeah. They connect it and create their own story from there. And if you ask me, I will tell you a different story. You ask 10 people, you have 10 different stories out of one sculpture. <laughs> That's exactly how um that's exact that's that's exactly how ev- like all art seems to work. You know, um, literature, for example, you have a book and you give it to somebody, they read it and they feel a thing. Yes. And then it's interpreted to them. Yeah. You give it to somebody else, it's a different thing. A different thing. Yeah. Yeah. And so in a in a weird way, it just strange how art or an expression of creativity is that. Yeah. Is that just putting something out there for everybody to build their own story with. And um, there's this there's this idea, and I want to credit it to, I, w- I want to say I heard Macaulay Culkin. I don't know if you know Macaulay Culkin, Home Alone from back in the day. He, he was an actor, but um, he said that once, once an artist creates something and they show it to the world, 
You know, you spend your three months here in the studio and that's your thing. But as soon as you show it to the world, it's not yours anymore. No. It can never be yours again. Yes, I agree with that. I agree that 100%. I have learned to to create with happiness, knowing it's going to help or help someone's life out there. It's going to relate and bring happiness in some families out there. And uh, I feel happy to spread that good part of life yeah. to everybody who looks at it and sees it. Do you, it's it, being focused on things like love, happiness, unity, that feels like heaven. That feels like the top branches of the tree. With your art, have you explored the roots, kind of the darker side? Have you, have you gone into that? And do you, do you have um, artwork that re- represents that or do you stay more towards the, the unity I'm, side? I'm an ambassador of life. Yeah. And I, I may have some areas of life which I touch more than the other. Yeah. And it's normal. It's okay. But at the same time, I... I if you want to enjoy a fruit from the tree, that tree has its dark side, which is right in deep in the soil. Yeah. Where you don't see, but if you just look at the fruit and just enjoy it, Without thinking, yeah, you think, "Oh my God, this is all." In. No, the tree is stretching itself. Go deep right. down in yeah. the roots, in the yeah. ground, to fetch the food to bring this food up here. Yeah. So in my creation, I, I represent all the things I have said, and uh, yes, I have pieces which represent the dark side of it. Yeah. For an example, I have a piece which is saying, "Morning for the breadwinner." They have lost the breadwinner of the house. Mm. And that's not something which anyone could like to have. But listen, it's there. We cannot ignore. <laughs> it's life. It's life. Yeah, exactly. It's what makes life. So mm. you got to step up and do, show, remind, and share. Yeah. Hey, don't be, don't be thinking you're not the only one. This can happen because from my culture, I grew up learning people come and on earth and they are not here forever so that alone the sadness which comes with losing your dear one yeah also has to be put up there to say it's part of my life that i lived with this person but i lost them and now i'm feeling a little low because of the loss but it's there to be exhibited and to be reminded to people just as good as love you got to put it up there to show people that, hey, life is beautiful. Love is one of the best connection or connector to happiness. Right. Yeah. Yes. Yeah, because I look at you and, and um, you've become that master. And I think that, uh, yeah, I, I think that a lot of people have this tendency to look at somebody who's achieved a, a certain level of skill or a certain level of fame or financial success or whatever it is. And they look at them and they think, oh, that person was always like that. Oh, oh, no. That person, you know, was just always that good, always that talented. That person doesn't struggle the way that I struggle. But, you know, you have this this story of 
being this boy in Zimbabwe, and then like there's this journey of becoming this master sculptor. But there's obviously there's got to be this journey of leaving your homeland, go like going to a new place, and there's got to be. I mean, there's countless stories along the way that have helped to get you here. It's a it's a journey, as we say. Life is a journey, and uh, from being young to where you are today, whoever out there are listening, it's because you don't just sit and think, oh, I want to be a doctor. Right. Oh, I want to be a farmer. But if you don't put any effort, you won't become what you're thinking and dreaming right. of. Right. And if you just sit and say, oh, I, I'm looking at this stone and I see oh, a mother and child. Oh, oh my God. You don't take that first step to draw to or to pick up your hammer and punch to create that piece, it's not going to happen. Yeah. And nobody's going to know what you're thinking because it's right. all in you. So what I like about life is don't be afraid of failures. Failures are the bricks of success. Mm. Yeah, Failures are the bricks of success. They build you. Because if you fail today, if you really like it, you are going back to the drawing table to think why did you fail, how did you fail, how can you not fail? Yeah. If you just get it in the first time, you're not going to really learn about how to get this done because it's easy. Life is not easy. <laughs> as good as it it's is. It's not? Life's not easy? It's not easy. As good <laughs> as it sounds, but yeah. it's not easy because yeah. Why I say that the simplest thing, you're sitting right there, Josh, you want water and water is over there. If you don't step up and go and get it, you're going to stay thirsty Mm. forever. Right. The only thing you can fix it is go get it. Go do it. So if you have a plan, let it hatch up so you can see it and you can feel it. You can share it with other people who see it. Yeah. Yeah, I think so. These people that we look at who have achieved something and we think, oh, we put them up on this pedestal. Mm -hmm. What you're saying is these are the people who got up and did the work. They're the people who went through the pain and kept kept going. Yes. Yes. Those are the ones who have done it because they they didn't even know they would win or they would be successful. Yeah. But they were courageous. Yeah. Focused and determined to do it without fear of failing. And then... Boom, they did it. Yeah. So and, and then only then did everybody then else see them as something that. else. Yes. Yeah. Yeah, but yeah. then if you want to start the history, all the successful people are the most the people who have gone pain through pain, mm. through hardships, and they had nothing in the first place. Yeah. And they thought they wanted to, and they didn't fear nothing other than just standing up and say, Okay, here's my plan. This is what I would like to do, and I'm gonna attack this and make it happen. Right, and that's when people will be like, "How did he become successful?" And if you go down in history, you start to study about how how hard working this person was, and you're like, "Oh, he deserves it. Yeah, she deserves it. Yeah, because we saw her; she was running around and doing all this, and and then now today, look at her. That's what it is, and yeah. that's what life takes. Yeah, that's beautiful. I think that's that's a message that's like really important, especially in the world." 
this world we live in today, there's turmoil, there's conflict, there's disagreement, there's craziness. But at the same time, there's more freedom to do that than ever before. There's more ability to say, I'm going to do something and I don't care what everybody else thinks. I'm just going to do it. Yes. Because in the past, you couldn't, like there were times you couldn't, you couldn't do it. You had to think like everybody else thought. You had to do like everybody else did. Yes. And today, those are ideas of the past. That's right. Yeah. You got to step up and make your own strong contribution to the nation or to the humanity. By if you have a plan or if you have any, if you're a creator who can create something, get up and do it. Yeah. Don't worry about what people and what the world will think about it. Otherwise, you are judging yourself before you know that as soon as you bring it out, every day, when I work on a piece, I'm working each piece to be number one in the whole entire right. life of me. Right. Every single one. Quality, right? Quality, quality over quantity. Right. That's yeah. right. Yeah. So if you don't do that, it will not happen. Yeah. That so, well, that's how a, that's how a master thinks. <laughs> Thank you. Yeah. No, you but that's just real. telling me, but to yeah, me, it's just normal way of thinking. Right. I don't see it as a, as something which you say, oh. The masters think this way. You can say that, but to me, every day I'm just waking up and and giving myself right. that I want to have a dialogue with this stone here and see what yeah. it has. Yeah, and then from there it starts <laughs> and it grows because I'm putting effort in trying to make it happen as of I, what I see in my head. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, is a uh, are human beings? Are we more like stone or are we more like clay? I think we are more like stone because we are born with our character yeah which only grows and blossoms into who we are as we mature those things that you have to chip away though yeah what is that is that is that the is the selection and the choices of good things and bad things you want to take away from your human life and mm. make it a perfect life with whoever sees you gonna adore you like a finicky sculpture yeah but taking off all this which i said didn't belong to the image is in our lives as humans those are the things we make good choices to say i want to be polite i want to be nice i don't want to fight i don't want to judge other people i don't want to underlook other people those are the pieces of stones i'll be chipping away from this sculpture yeah in connection or in trying to look at our human life when we do all the good things learning about good things you're shaking off that bad thing right yeah yeah it's this it's it's kind of a tough analogy because i want it i keep wanting to say that that you know as you grow up as a human you grow up and then all these things from the world come at you from your from your society and your your culture and they kind of shape you in a way and you have to you get to a point where you realize that there are things that you've grown that you don't want to keep yes. that you want to chisel away. Yes. And, um, it's kind of a tough analogy. Cause like what you're saying is the, the stone comes out of the ground, how it is. Yeah. But at the same time, it's, it's, there are things that we learn along the way that we need to forget. A lot of that. That's why I said you learn to be good because sometimes you'll be filled with bad. Yeah. And also, remember, when I'm talking about this, it's my own thinking. 
which doesn't shut off any other way of thinking and looking at life. This is just me, how I look and think about stone versus yeah. clay. And if I want to go with clay, I will tell you, clay comes out. It's, it's not in the shape of anything. It's just clay, right? But you are going to do that and create what you actually want to create on it. Right. Stone is a little challenging. Yes, you can do that as well. You have an idea, you look for a stone, like I do. You look for a stone which is very close to the form, to the natural form of what you have in your mind. Right. This is only because I don't want to spend years of working, creating, or, or picking up a stone which looks like a, a, a zebra and make, make uh, a snake. <laughs> yeah. That's, yeah, that's a lot of extra if, chiseling. Exactly. So if I want to make a, a yes. snake, or I will go look for the long, right. looking, depending yeah. on how I see the snake looking. But that's how I think, and that's how I solve my equations of creating type of work I do. Yeah, that's that's a. I mean, that makes a lot of sense. And I think a lot of creative people they go, "Oh, I like this, yeah. and I like that, and I want to do this, and I want to do that." That's one of my things. Is I I really have to rein back all the things I want to do. That's right. But but that in a way mean, like that doesn't mean. What you do is less than me carving stone. Oh, sure. I'm just trying to say that if you try to carve yourself into a snake, but you're a stone that's shaped like a zebra, mm -hmm. you're going to go through a lot of pain. A lot of pain. Yeah, you're going to go through a lot, a lot of, of pain. Yes. Yeah. And then at the end, you might get to that snake and go, oh, I should have been a zebra. <laughs> <laughs> yes, I agree yeah. with you on that. Yes. Uh, yeah, I think it's interesting. Mm -hmm. So I, I'm reading this book um, by Joseph Campbell. And he's talking about Oriental mythology. And so he's starting, he, he starts the book by going into Egyptian history. Mm -hmm. And he talks about how way back when in Egypt, the gods were, the, the pharaoh was a god. Yeah. And what would happen back then is that when the pharaoh died, they would um, build these big burial Tombs. tombs under the under the earth and at first they were just dug out but then there was the influence of bricks that came down from mesopotamia and so they would use bricks to hold them up but over the centuries even the bricks would break down yes. and then eventually they figured out that they could pull big chunks of limestone in there and the limestones never break down it just stays forever and what happened was the idea of who god is and and what a god is changed as the expression of the art changed and the big expression of the art were those burial sites right and so joseph campbell points to this idea that as soon as the egyptians started building their tombs out of stone that was eternal all of a sudden gods no longer died god became this this thing that was eternal and lived forever and um, that makes me think of, of what you're doing here, because in a way, all of, all of, this is more about architecture and masonry, but that stonework that they were doing, it influences the stonework that we do today. Everything. Yeah. Everything. Yes. Yeah. And so there's this eternal idea in the work. There's an eternal, eternalness in the practice or the actual process of creating the work mm -hmm. and then there's this 
thing that happens in the human mind where the story changes as well based on how that work is done. That's right. Yeah. And uh, <laughs> I don't know if I have a question to follow that up with other than do you... These ideas that you give people with with these stone sculptures, do you think the ideas themselves can be eternal? Yes. Because they have been there before me. Mm. They've been there forever. And I think they will be there forever. It's only this time of the life we have in this century. I'm capturing and unveiling what was there already which is a practice in our daily life and which could it may change in some years yeah but it is something which will be eternal yeah it will be changed but not far away from its its originality yeah it's interesting um if you think about people today and what you're talking about is what you really want to express is unity it's love it's connection it's it's like family and just people it's humanity people, yes and, um, yeah, I think that uh, the ancient Egyptians were within the walls of their own home. They probably looked around and saw their family mm-hmm. and felt connection and love. And I can't imagine that families thousands of years from now won't be, won't be experiencing the exact same thing. The same thing. That's yeah. Life is one. That's why I say we live one life. Yeah. No matter where you are, you're breathing the air we are breathing. You drink water, you need food, you need life is one. Wherever mm. you are, you have your type of stones and trees and grass and all these things contributes to the development of the culture itself. Right. To the way how people think, to the, inspire other people how to navigate life itself because of the artwork which you create out of stone. Yeah. And you look in your life, it has some similarities which you can relate with. And that's why people like to collect the artwork mm. which makes them feel good and makes them look and see themselves in them. Like what I said, artwork is like a mirror, a life mirror. mirror which people look and then they see themselves and they will take it definitely with it. Mm, And that's how I see it. But in life itself, it changes, but it changes because of certain things which are around you. The context of life. The context context of life where a lot of things which is around you and what you're doing with them will change the type of life you can live and all that. That's how life is lived. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Interesting. We're all subject to that context. That context. Yes. <laughs> yes. And it could feel it could feel um, suffocating sometimes. But at the same time, there's there's beauty to be found, right? Mm-hmm. There's beauty in dirt. Yes. Oh yeah. Yeah. There is life in dirt. Yeah. And if I'm to quote some, I may not be able to quote the, the actual words how Steve Harvey said. If you want to be happy today, who is going to be happy today without being dirty first? Mm. You have dirty life comes from dirty plants, comes from dirty gold, comes from dirty yeah. everything. That's who we are. Yeah, that's life. 
that you know i was saying earlier humans do this weird thing where we say this has consciousness this doesn't have consciousness this this is alive this isn't alive yeah but if you take a handful of dirt and scoop it up if you can look close enough not only is there no there's no real there's no like dirt doesn't come in one composition no because it's a mixture of billions of things yes and a lot of that is life yes and if it's not life then all that other stuff gives life that's right that's i i believe that and i enjoy you know every day jumping out of my bed wanting to see what i can discover from stone mm. yes what i can discover from sometimes i'm walking in the in the woods and i find a piece of wood fallen which is on the ground and it looks like a bird body yeah <laughs> I want to share that. I'm the same way. Yeah, people, I'm the same way. I pick that yeah. piece and I'm like, oh my goodness, it looks beautiful. But if I do it here and here, it will speak even louder. Yes. And that's why I take off that. Yeah. Yes. Yeah, I do the same thing. I have a collection of rocks. I have a collection of just random plants that are, they dried out or they broke or something. And I just have a little bit of it. I've got seashells. I've got. I've got a rattlesnake tail on my on my shelf. Just just silly stuff, but yeah. it's um that's similar too to what we were saying, what you were saying before that this this was all happening before us, yes. and it's all going to happen after us. After. Because you can't you can't imagine a human being who's ever not just walked around and just thought, "Wow, that's cool. Wow, that's interesting." That's exactly what it is. Yeah. So we are no matter what you're doing, all of us all over the world in today's life, we are contributing to shape our culture right to shape our lives and to make it more of a better place yeah but no matter how a tree can bear fruits they are not all of them which are going to be good enough to eat mm. your fruits which you picked and say good enough might not be good enough for another animal which they come they like those ones which you say these are bad fruits yeah that's right. life. Yeah. So everywhere, every time, whatever you're doing, you, I think you're shaping the culture, you're shaping the life, you're putting wonderful contribution to human life here on Earth. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Culture, too, could, you could look at like a stone that needs to be carved. That's right. right. Cause and what, life is, is like a stone, which yeah. means you act on it. Mm, yeah. Okay, there you go. So I think about it sometimes where if you really want to feel connected to, it's like this, like humans do this thing where we split ourselves into tribes. And so we say, I live in this country, in this state, in this city, in this neighborhood, and I believe this religion, and I have this education, and I support these sports teams. And in a way, you segment yourself and other people might cross over with those segments. But to but to then look at other people and say, well, you like that sports team, but I like this sports team. And all of a sudden, there's like a, a hate that can form or an anger. That's, that's where I say it. You don't look any less. To me, I do stone sculpture. You write. Right. It's a contribution which makes the world a whole place for yeah. everybody. Yeah, but in a way, you've, you're able to do that because you're able to forget all that nonsense and just look at either the human being 
or like what you were saying, everything is one. Yes. So if you go high enough up, we're all part of the same tribe. That's right. Humanity, Humanity. human beings. Yes. Or if you go all the way down, we're all just an individual going through life. Going through life and yeah. believing in what you believe. It doesn't mean you are better than this one. Right. Choosing whatever you choose, your career in life, doesn't make you a better person than this one. Yeah. So, Stone, the messages which I create, if you give five artists who do stone sculpture, I'm telling you they are going to come out with different styles and right. trademarks and right. stories and beliefs and all that. None of them mean you are better than the other, but you're good. You have people who will watch and look at your work and admire them only if it speaks to them. Right. Then they will say, ah, I like this one. Yeah. The color of your shirt today, I may not like that color, but it doesn't make you (laughs) superior today by putting on what I have. You you seem to wear things that are a little bit more colorful than me. That's that's me. I like to hide and And you like to uh, express yourself. Express myself and that's me. Yeah. And uh, it doesn't mean I'm a bad person by choosing that. Yeah. Or it doesn't mean I'm a, I'm a better person by choosing that. But it's, it is a contribution of life or contribution which you're giving to life because we learn by seeing. Yeah. Besides being told or talking, we learn by seeing. You look at a piece as a musical instrument, any culture will come look at that and they say, aha, that's music. Right. And music is an international new language. Interesting. Yes. Yeah, yeah. You look and they know. They smile because they understand. You look and they see, they connect, and they are like, oh my gosh, this piece here, it reminds me of this and that and right. that. And it becomes very special in your life and you say, I, I like to this way so i want to have this piece yeah and how often we turn back to the same songs that we like like. that's how you fill your soul with happiness how you admire whoever was the um the writer of that song you admire because the way how he has put words together created it it resonated with you and therefore, you keep on and say, hey, yeah. I love jazz music. And he's like, no, I love samba. Because it's either your background, it's either because of the lyrics of it. Yeah. But you cannot go coin that and say, no, you, 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 you like this. That's not good or whatever. Let's not be judgmental. Yeah. Let's appreciate one another and learn from each other. Yeah. Why do you like this music? What does it mean to you? Yeah. Let's understand that. Then we don't go fighting. <laughs> <laughs> let's connect and let's, let's, connect, let's understand let's each other. Let's understand each other yes. and appreciate each other yeah. and lend ears to each other and say, what did you say? I didn't understand when you said this. What did you mean? Mm. If you give them that chance, you'll never fight them. Because right. you, fighting is because you, you quickly make conclusion. You didn't even t- give it time to, to sink in you, to look life around to make sense out of what you have heard or what you saw people do. Yeah. But if you ask them, they will tell you and you'll be like, oh my goodness, okay. <laughs> it's interesting. You, um, I, I, I think what you're saying is like really important. It's important for, for the whole world. Yes. It's just interesting that it's coming from somebody who spends all the time 
in a, in isolation, chiseling, thinking their own thoughts, listening yes. to their own thoughts. Yes. And then you're willing to go into the world, and when somebody else looks at the thing you created, you're willing to sit there and look at them and say, "What are they thinking?" Yes. And 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 you're you're not doing it out of uh, you don't you're not trying to get them to think the same thing you're thinking. No, 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 no. You just want well, to. I just want them to see life. Yeah, you just want them to also experience it. Yeah, that's right. That's, that's beautiful. Very true. That's I, beautiful. That's what I love to do. That is beautiful. I love that. Thank you. Yeah. Oh man, as we take culture, this stone of culture, and chisel away at it, how do we do it in a way that? I think about this a lot. My my background and people who listen to this long enough, me talking long enough, they're going to know a lot about my background. But I come from a very conservative ideology. I come from a uh, a religion that was very um, dogmatic and like like this is how things are. Yes. And people who don't think this way are bad people. Yes. And so I think a lot about every generation has this responsibility to bring to bring enough forward to keep things going, but also to to chisel away or leave enough back. That's right. To 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 also allow things to keep going to to help things get better. Yes. How do we how do we do that? How do we how do you identify what needs to stay and what needs to go? What is love? What is peace? What is oneness, inclusiveness? Mm. That is the major tools which you need to have in order for you to have to leave all the hate all the fights or disagreements. Right. Those come through being judgmental. Mm. And being judgmental without enough education about it or enough yes. information about it. Yes. That's when you go Conf- wild. Confident ignorance. Yep. So that's, yeah. if I may say it again, the confidence, I mean the, the love, the peace, the unity, and the oneness, inclusiveness. Yeah. yeah. That's how we can get away from the ugly times where you judge people and you say, I'm going to fight you. Yeah. Why don't you sit down, talk, and learn more about them? Yeah. Then you will even appreciate them instead of hurt them. Yeah, that's, I, I, I think you're right on. That's what I think. Let's dive into this idea of oneness. Yes. Because you don't mean oneness as in, obviously you don't mean oneness as in we all need to think the same way. No. So what does oneness mean? Oneness means thinking love, thinking peace, and thinking supporting each other, yeah. appreciating each other. Yeah. Without, you can have differences, but differences with loving, you don't fight. Mm. Differences with, if you agree to differ, differ in a very dignified way, in a loving way, yeah. in a respectful way. Yeah. Then you don't hurt, you don't fight, you don't do nothing. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's, that's uh, how I think. Human beings, right? Human, Human beings. beings. Are, they were so interesting because the thing that got us here yeah. is that we work together. Thank you. The thing that got us here is that we work together. And in our society here in, in you know, the deserts of Arizona, there's a lot of people here yes. doing a lot of different things with a lot of different ideas. Yes. But if you start to get judgmental about what everybody's doing, you start to realize that if they weren't all doing that, you couldn't be here carving stone. Carving stone. 
So everything yeah. what people do out there, yeah. like I said, wherever you are, whatever you are doing, is contributing to shape the culture, yes. the life, the lifestyle. And, and we learn from doing things. If you do something wrong, it will hurt you or hurt somebody, step back and look and say, uh-uh, that's not what I wanted. Right. Then you will learn to do it better. And yeah. that's how you shake off the bad things in your culture, in your life, which will help everybody else. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Fix yourself and you'll fix the world. We'll fix the world. Yeah. That's, the, that's a very correct way to put it. Okay. Well, I think that that's probably a good place to wrap this up. I think you've shared a lot of wisdom and I appreciate you for sharing your time. Thank you. Yeah. Um, I want you to take a, take a second and just... Uh, you know, share where people could find you, where they could find your work online, you know, anything, any shows that are coming up. Um, it'll probably, we're probably like a month out before I publish this, a month or two out. Wonderful. So anything towards the end of the summer or something? One, what I would like to say before I do that is yeah. that, like the stones I'm saying, every single piece of stone is one of a kind and it's very different from the other. So is life, so is humans. Let's learn to accept each other as we are and learn from each other what is good. And we have more happiness and peace in ourselves. Like what the, the sculptures which I work, none of them look like the other. Right. And if I am getting a commission to say, I want a piece like this, I always tell people, it's not going to be exact. <laughs> it's because yeah, I'm uh, going yeah. to try and find a stone which is close to this, like this, but it's not going to be like this. Right. That way, you're learning to deal with differences in different types of stones and yeah. still appreciate and acknowledge the difference. Therefore, you have different kind of happy sculptures. Yeah. So... Beautiful. Yes. Yeah, it's beautiful. www.gideongalleries.com okay. And my phone number is 480-255-4184 And this is uh, Arizona number. Yeah. I, I love, I feel in, in love with Arizona and with America. And I've been traveling to Europe everywhere. There's a calling every time where you get called to. I met a lot of people here in Arizona who lived in Pennsylvania now, but they now live here, who lived in in Europe, they now live here, and who lived here, they are now living in Belgium or somewhere else, or in Zimbabwe. Yeah. So that's the oneness I would like to come back to and say, feeling comfort of coming to live in America, it's a belief in saying we are one. And I would like to share with this the community about where I come from and my culture. Yeah. Having an American going to live in Zimbabwe, we are one. They found life there. They like what they like there. Don't judge. Because our interests are very different. Yeah. But it all contributes to a beautiful life. So, yeah. Thank you, Josh. Yeah, thank you. This was awesome. Very, very good. I appreciate it. Thanks for listening to the Explorer Poet Podcast. I hope you find this and every other episode both interesting and engaging. I know I enjoy making them. My goal is to record high-quality conversations, both in terms of content and production value. But there's still a lot I need to learn. So if you have comments or suggestions about the audio recordings or the conversations themselves, please let me know. 
You can contact me via email at explorerpoet at gmail.com. For more about the Explorer Poet podcast, please visit explorerpoet.com or follow on Instagram at explorerpoet or on Twitter at explorerpoetpod. Please follow and rate the podcast on your favorite app. And if you really want to be supportive, please share it with a friend. Thanks. Thank you.